0: YYFM.
1: You're listening to YYFN
0: May is skin cancer awareness month so we're bringing you an interview from last year with the corporate partnership director for melanoma UK Diane Cannon where she shared her own experience with cancer and gave advice on how to check your skin for potential irregularities which could prevent skin cancer
1: Well, back in 2013, my uh, young niece was re-diagnosed with uh, metastatic melanoma. Um, She was only 38, and she was diagnosed early on in her life when she was about 21. And I didn't know really what melanoma was. So I was introduced to Jill, the chief exec of Melanoma UK, and through the course of Claire's illness, which was only short, it was only not... not as long as a year. Um, Jill really gave me as Claire's carer um, some real support so yeah that's why I got involved when Claire died. I just kind of had to do something to try and avoid and help other families not go through what we're going through. We still are going through it now.
0: And obviously your family have quite a big history of skin cancer. Um, Do you think that this has impacted your life a lot and Uh, has it changed at all how you view cancer?
1: Yeah I I mean absolutely from from my dad working away as a merchant seaman you know he went away to to see when he was 15 you know and 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 when I look at the amount of skin cancer that he had and then look at my two sisters and my brother and my niece dying of melanoma I mean all of a sudden you have to be aware of What's going on with our skin? You know, we, we look at everything else. We will check our breasts. Your men will check, you know, for testicle and testicular cancer. We're given all these tools to do these, these checks, but we're kind of not good with our skin. So I think working with Melanoma UK, obviously I'm more aware of what's going on with my body as, a, as my skin and, and obviously as a skin cancer patient. But I think generally health and well-being. I'm a lot more aware with all the different cancers that are out there now. You know, one of my siblings, my sister, my eldest sister, she died of ovarian cancer. Um, and, you know, everyone I've got in my family, if one of them has died, there's been some level of cancer that's killed them. And we've got to start really taking things a lot more serious than I know I do personally. So yeah, that comes down to diet, how I look at my, you know, my lifestyle in general, working working too much sometimes. I'm making sure I, I make time for family and nice things really. So yeah, I'm very, very much more aware of of all different kinds of cancers now.
0: So you mentioned uh, health and wellbeing. What do you think some of the top things people can do to look after their health and prevent, you know, cancers and things like that? What do you think that the general public could be doing better?
1: Yeah, I think, you know, there's there's so much out there. And I think if one thing that's, that's taught us through COVID, it's, you know, even down to mental health, you know, a lot of people were struggling mentally through COVID. And there was a lot of tools that helped people, you know, whether it was meditation or whether it was yoga or Pilates, all things jogging, walking, running. And I think it made us all stop and go, ooh, What are we doing with our life? You know, are we drinking too much? Are we eating the right foods? You know, when there was a panic of whether we were getting the right foods from the supermarkets, what was it that we were running for? You know, was it alcohol? You know, we talk about so many things and it's just stepping back and saying, what are we putting into our body? What are we doing with our life? Uh, Are we we spending time with loved ones? Because I really do believe it's your diet, it's your lifestyle, but it's surrounding yourself with really good people, makes you feel good. Then those endorphins, they're there for a purpose, you know, you smile more, it makes you happy. So simple, simple things. It's just review what you're doing to yourself now and make some real subtle changes. Don't try and do anything big because otherwise it won't work. So do very, very simple changes to your life that make you feel good. Would you say that cancer awareness
0: is one of the top priorities for you at the moment?
1: Yeah, I think it's aware. It's, it's not just awareness, it's awareness detection and prevention. We always talk about those three things really that come in one package because you've got to be aware of it, but you've got to know how to prevent it. But you've also got to know in our case, how to detect skin cancer. So with the whole thing that we do at Melanoma UK, it is that we're always talking about what it is, you know, how it's caused to stay out the sun, you know, make sure you wear an SPF. And, but then we've got to look at the detection side of things. And that is one real key thing because people don't know what it is they're looking for. Is, is that mole there from, have I had that all the time? It's like, so- it's it's a lot to do with awareness, but it's also prevention and detection. So the three of them, three of the things for us really. Um, so being a like a patient yourself,
0: would you say that you had a good idea of how to detect and prevent
1: mm. beforehand? Oh no, um, honestly, uh, I I I sometimes uh, it's not a joke, but I sometimes go, how are people meant to check their skin because we kind of make it a little bit complicated. You know we talk about the A B C D E rule of skin cancer. So we try and teach people what's what's A is the you know if you took a mole on your on your skin and said right is it asymmetrical? What does the border look like? What's the colour? What's the diameter? Is it evolving? It's kind of difficult. So but what happens is when you see a dodgy mole or lesion on your body. It's that quick instant of, let me take a picture. Let me just take a picture. Even if I don't know anything, just let me take a picture now and let me see how it goes in the next month or so. And if there's something you're not sure of, this is when you need to speak to your GP. So you're not a medic. I'm not a medic. I don't know what I'm looking for sometimes. I mean, I'm, I'm sat talking to you today and I've got one on my nose. And that was simply because how often do we put moisturizer on our face and you feel all the lumps and bumps now this is the same color as my skin so it was never going to show up like a normal what you would think is a mole so you've just got to be really aware of what your body looks like now and how is it looking in a month's time or two months time so um yeah I we I am so much more aware now of what to look for but I really feel the pain of other people. And that's why I just don't want people second guessing. I just want them to either reach out to us and let us help them or please go and see a GP.
0: Yeah, I think a lot of people just a lot of the time don't know what they're meant to be looking for. And they don't know what's normal, what's not normal. Before, did you mention in our previous Zoom meeting that um, there's an app that people
1: can use? Uh, Absolutely. And, And if I'm honest, so it's called Skin Vision. And the skin vision app is on a smartphone. So you've got to have a smartphone and who hasn't got a smartphone these days? I mean, it's just technology is amazing. And with this app, you download it on your phone. You take pictures of anything that you're not sure of. And through the artificial intelligence, they will give you an instant assessment of that mole or lesion. So Why try and second guess what you don't know? Let technology give you a fighting chance of saying, actually, that could be something sinister. You need to go and see your GP. So what it will do is it will take the image, give you feedback straight away. It won't diagnose, but it will give you, it will tell you whether it's got characteristics of skin cancer or there's nothing to worry about. But if it does come back, like mine has, It will say, You need to go and seek advice. Now, what you've got there is you've got an image that's been viewed not just by artificial intelligence, but also a pool of dermatologists who have then said, Actually, I need to look at this image as well. They will come back and say, Yes, you need to see a GP. Now, if you walk into a general practitioner now and say, I've had this mole viewed online by a dermatologist, can you imagine how? joyful the GP will be because you're actually helping him not have to you know a lot of GPs do not have what is called a dermatoscope which is what they would look at to check for skin cancer so if you can go in with an app an image send it to them even you don't even have to go into the surgery and say I want to get this checked out the GP literally will refer you so it's a great app absolutely genius piece of technology and I would recommend people look into it themselves. Um,
0: with the treatment and going to see uh, GPs and doctors, I think to a lot of people that might seem a bit overwhelming or they might be a bit apprehensive. Could you talk maybe a bit about the process and you know, maybe reassure some people that it's totally fine to go and get things
1: checked out? Yeah, absolutely. I think if, if you spot something that you're not sure about, the first pause of call is pick the phone up and book an appointment to see your GP. Now, what I would recommend is when you're talking to the receptionist that you say, do you have anyone in surgery that specializes in skin? Now, nine times out of 10, even if it's not in your surgery, there will be a group of surgeons in the lo- in the local area. Someone will have some expertise in skin and they will let you go in and see them. You talk through your what it is that you don't like about it, was it there, has it grown, all those things that I spoke about before. But also think about your family history. You know, you, this may be the first time you've spoken to your GP, you feel a little bit, oh, I'm wasting their time. No, you're not. Skin cancer, early detection is key. If you can get seen sooner rather than later, what they will do, hopefully it's nothing sinister. They can put your mind at rest and allay your fears. If it is something that needs to be reviewed, you will then be put into the system. You will be seen by a skin cancer specialist at a local hospital and they will do everything for you. So I would say never worry about going to see a GP. You're not wasting anyone's time and it's a simple process. But if you've had family history of skin cancer, you must tell your GP because they may not be aware of it. So, you know, dig deep. Keep, you know, if you want something checked out, ask them to refer you to a, a local hospital, and they'll do it. Are there
0: any stigmas surrounding skin cancer that you'd like to maybe address?
1: Stigmas, as in stay off sunbeds, maybe don't go anywhere near sunbeds. They do not give you vitamin D. um It's the sunbeds is a big one for us. You know, we've got a lot of, and actually, younger generation now going on a sunbed because. As people say, the UK, we don't get the weather. Well, I say do not go on a sunbed. Um, At least 75% of dermatologists in this country say they are carcinogenic. So they are are potentially going to cause skin cancer. So stay away from sunbeds. If you want a tan, get it out of a bottle or go and see a really good therapist who will give you a beautiful spray tan that is not gonna harm you. Um, so that's a big, big stigma. Um, I think this thought of the sun's gotta be out before I put my sunscreen on. No, don't be fooled by the temperature. UV radiation is what you've gotta be concerned about. So UVA and UVB, um, and I won't go into too much about it, but if UV radiation is, is what will cause the burn so uvb rays will get through clouds they can you know they can bounce off concrete they can bounce off windows so again it's not that bit of oh it's hot today i'm going to put my sunscreen on you should get into a habit of putting sunscreen on every day like like a really good habit um and i think also the the other thing is you know um just be aware of what you've got on, what you're wearing, you know, clothing wise, you know, people say, oh, I've got a t-shirt on, you know, t-shirts, they'll only stop something like 5% of UV radiation getting through. You've got to be really careful on what you're wearing these days as well. You know, there's great UPF, so UPF factor, um, 70 clothing that you can wear, hats, you know, a wide rimmed hat to save Stay away from the face, you know, keep the radiation off your face. Um, And yeah, there's there's lots of little things that we talk about. But the big one for us is don't be fooled by the, the temperature. It's working. You can still catch the sun through the clouds and stay away from sunbeds.
0: Have you faced any challenges at all while trying to get your point across in awareness? Is there anything that it seems like people just don't seem to get?
1: yeah i mean yeah absolutely you know every day we're hit with a problem with sunbeds um we um we're trying to bring in we've tried to bring in a ban of commercial sunbeds so on the high street and there is a company called the sunbed association and they obviously they've got members who have sunbed shops and they just dismiss cancer research the world health organization the british association of dermatology all the facts that sunbeds damage your skin. So we're always faced with a problem there. Um, that's just sunbeds. When it comes to the sun or UV exposure, people think it's never going to happen to them. Oh, I'm just getting 20 minutes. I'm just getting 20 minutes. You must understand what your burn time is. And that sounds, this is a very simple rule of thumb. So people will say, and you may have heard it yourself, don't worry about me, I don't burn. OK, so that's what they say. I just go brown. But What they don't realize that when your skin goes brown, it's your your melanin trying. It's coming to the top of the surface of the skin and it's protecting yourselves. So it's fighting. It's literally going into fight mode to say, I'm going to tan you because I'm trying to protect you. So it's not good either way. But this burn time, so you know this bit about what factor do I wear? How long do I, how long do I need to wear it before I reapply it? Uh, you know, you simply need to, if the sun's out, go out in the sun, and when you see, get your arm, just put your arm out, and then when it starts going red and it's a little bit prickly, that's you done. So my burn time is five minutes. So if I'm out in the sun without any protection within five minutes I could easily quite quite easily burn. So you've got to work that into what protection you're putting on. So I wear factor 50 all the time. Under my under my makeup, I've got factor 50 on my face and all over. Um, And I think people don't realize what their burn time is, how long they need to be in the sun before they need to reapply sunscreen. So it's this myth of well I've put it on this morning so I'm going to be okay. No, you're not. You need to reapply it every two hours. Now, you know, construction workers, outdoor workers, they're classic because they they are out building, they're building brick walls, and they're like, I'm not gonna put sunscreen on. I put it on this morning, and that'll do me. Golfers are the same, they're on the golf course for like nearly five hours, and yet they only put the sunscreen on. So They look at me as though I'm going a little bit mad when I'm saying, have you put your sunscreen on? Have you reapplied it? And they're like, no, I'm taking my shot. Leave me alone. But yeah, it's these simple things that are really important when people dismiss some of the things we're trying to tell them until it happens to them. Lauren, at the end of the day, they'll only start taking notice when something either happens to them or something in their family. Um, so this is why we do what we do. I don't mind coming up against, um, you know, people saying, I don't believe this or I don't believe that. I'll keep doing it. I'll keep banging the drum because people will listen eventually. It's just, it's hard work. And it's quite interesting because even if you've got um, a, an SPF, for sun protection in your foundation, it's still not enough because we don't put foundation on like we would put on sunscreen. So it's that habit of just put your sunscreen on before. And grace if your foundation's got SPF in it. Carry on because if it's a nice foundation, lovely. But you need to find something that you're comfortable with wearing. If I use a factor fifty, you simply times your burn time times the factor. So it's five for me times fifty. So for two hundred and fifty minutes, whatever that equates to in a couple of hours, I am going to be protected. From from the sun or UV. But I need to reapply it after that time has elapsed. So it's that habit of just every couple of hours reapplying it. Because if you're in the water or you're doing something that you'll sweat, you know, joggers, you know, we sweat a lot when you're out running and stuff. It's just that habit of reapply it. Don't just assume that you're going to be covered. Um, so yeah, but your burn time is so important to know. And know how protected you are, and when to reapply. And if there's one thing I'd like people to do, is just check your skin. Why you when you come off the call, when you stop listening, just check over. And if there's anything dodgy, you're not sure about, take a picture or phone your GP and have a and have a chat. Honestly, it will be it will make the world a difference. And ten minutes every month to check your skin could potentially save your life.
0: I YYFM. I I I it's
1: Thanks for listening to YYFM. For more content like this, to follow us online, and to tell us what you want to hear more of, visit itsyyfm.com.